Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are live. Hello and welcome to an impromptu Star Wars Legends podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And if we got caught up, cut off on the StreamYard portion, don't worry. The whole audio will be in on the uh, Apple podcast and Spotify version. Because we record that separate here. I'm Jeremy. I got Dylan with me. Yep. It's the OG podcast group. We need to talk about something. Right here, right freaking now, Ahsoka is the new Kukruk. It's worse than Kukruk. Because Kukruk was was just like, I'm I'm just going to live forever and be in everything. Which I guess he's like the, he's like a long-lived species or whatever. And like, he had like, what, two or three death fake outs, I think? Yeah. I know we had to. I know we had the one in, in um, the Clone Wars micro series. We've talked. We've actually talked about that on the podcast before. Episode two of this podcast, we talked about Crook <laughs> and his fake death and the fact that he lost his lightsaber. Which in Revenge of the Sith, the novelization, that's one of uh, the the blades he uses against Grievous uses against Obi Wan. Yeah, it's Grievous's favorite. Yeah, it's one of his favorites. He was very proud of that. You know he didn't kill the guy. I don't think Grievous knew. Because Kukruk kind of out of the Clone War. Yeah. Um, so I remember the thing being that like um, Whippads, which is what he is, can go into like a hibernative state basically to like um, keep themselves alive. And his like whatever like machine brain sensors that he like detects life signals detected that as being dead. Mm-hmm. So he thought he was dead. So we need to establish some of our viewers aren't going to know who Kukruk is. Iron Quister's here. Hello. The first. Welcome to the stream. Unfortunately, we're not talking about Kukruk. We're just using him as an example. Well, he's the closest one to explain this Ahsoka phenomena. But Kukruk was a... Was he a Republic's comic character? I think, honestly, he may have shown up in Jedi Council Acts of War, but it's been so long since I've read that. He showed up in some. Um, he showed up in something prior to the to the O2 cartoon. Um, yeah, he was a character for like on and off again. He became a bigger character as the Clone War went on, mm-hmm. and then he shows up in Gigi Chitoski's Clone Wars where he's killed, but not. And then he comes back, and then he is like uh, basically leading the order by legacy. Oh, sorry. We keep literally talking over each other. <laughs> he's, he's a character in Dark Times. I just reread that. He has he has a storyline in that. Yes, he was uh, in the Republic. Yeah, yeah, he was in Republic comics. I just don't remember if it was before or during the Clone War. Um, he's definitely predominant near the end. Uh, then he shows up in Legacy out of nowhere, and I'm gonna just. Level with you, Dylan. You know how I feel about Legacy. I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of it. I I respect it more now uh, because it does do a lot of cool things with the EU in bridging things together. Kukruk was one of those things I didn't like. I thought it was bizarre. It Why wasn't he there with Luke? Why, why does he show up now? Will he ever show up with Luke? Like it, He's not in the beginning of Legacy. He's not when the in the first issue when the the uh, temple on Ossus is attacked by the Sith. He's, he's not, not in there, but neither are the uh, the other two um, masters that are at the hidden temple. Neither of them are at the massacre of Ossus either. I always assumed that. So my my always explanation for that was the Jedi learned uh, that it's bad to have all your eggs in one basket, especially after Order sixty six and. Uh, 
Jason in Legacy of the Force attempted a purge of the temple. It didn't go so well because there were only a couple masters and like the um or attempted to take over, but they learned that they needed a backup plan. So they basically had a second temple that was at a hidden location that only the Jedi knew of. And that's what why Kakrook was there with the other uh two masters. Yeah. Okay. I still don't care for it. It's like I don't care for R2D2 showing up in like Oh, that was 100% fan service. Oh, it was and it was stupid. I appreciate no C3PO and what they were possibly leading towards late in Legacy 2 would have been really interesting. Um yeah, Iron Inquisitor, it wouldn't even surprise me if he didn't show up in Luke's uh new Jedi order if he showed up later than that yeah it would it basically have to be he shows up uh, and rejoins the order sometime between crucible and legacy but mm-hmm. that's like a 90 ish year gap yeah and so now we get to the ahsoka matter ahsoka is basically taking up kakrook she's like a a combination of three characters one i like which is kakrook and the other two i don't she's for some reason, OP almost like at a star killer level with the uh, the amount of unnecessary fan service like star killer gets, and also Ferrisolin, one of the one of my most hated Star Wars characters as a child. Do you know how uh satisfying it was in jedi quest when anakin beats him up <laughs> finally duel uh, this little turd has been naysaying anakin this whole time he's such a brat and i get that anakin's not a nice person a lot of time and he's kind of selfish and he does things for him but um <laughs> it's satisfying when they finally duel honestly I don't, you've never read Jedi Quest, right? No. Okay. It's not. It should be the finale of Jedi Quest. I don't care about Granta Mega at the end, who's like the main baddie of Jedi Quest, because Ferris gets kicked out of the order. I don't remember he gets kicked out or he leaves like a a baby back. Something I can't say because we'll get flagged. I know he uh, comes back later. Um, oh yeah, he's the protagonist of the La- of Last of the Jedi for because Jude Watson couldn't have Obi Wan be it, <laughs> and it's stupid. And he becomes the Obi Wan for Leia, but doesn't ever train her. And then he shows up in Rebel Force, and you're just like, please God, go away. Just he fights Vader, tells him that he knows he's Anakin, and escapes. You know how much that upsets me. Ahsoka does the same thing too in Rebels and it upset me then. Although season two, I thought, oh, dead, dead. But no, we had to have, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about some Ahsoka. Our least favorite character in Star Wars, if you talk to anyone. Um, I wouldn't say Ahsoka, least. Ahsoka has shown up in every medium of Star Wars. She's a Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni's favorite character, obviously, and it's frustrating. She's shown up live action now, animated, in comics, in video games, and in books. She even has her own novel, YA novel. She's literally in everything, and she's literally, like, doesn't make sense why she's there. I think that's... I think that's unprecedented because the only other one I can think of that got that treatment where they're in that granted started not in the movies, but ended up in everything is Ayla Sakura. I think that's the only thing on that same level of like been in every, every type of medium. And Quinlan Voss too. They're both. Well, technically Quinlan Voss. Yeah. Quinlan Voss background character in Phantom Menace. (laughs) Gets his own action figure that says non-legends. Quinlan Voss, Phantom Menace. But, um... I I don't know. I don't don't get it, man. So, 
Legends Ahsoka never got an end. <clears throat> and that has always bothered me. I mean, Legends didn't get an end. That bothers me enough. But new canon, Ahsoka is the most OP Jedi of all time. I mean, she's... Let's 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 do a countdown of people that she should have been killed by. General Grievous, at least okay. twice. Darth Maul holds her own with Maul one on one for arguably a longer time than Obi Wan did in Phantom Menace, and they're both at a Padawan level. Let's see, Darth Vader, but. Let's be fair. It was time trial BS that um, that caused Ahsoka to survive that because Ezra Bridger is a time traveler for no reason. But we're not going to get into that in Rebels. And how I Rebels... didn't even know about that. Oh, that's how Rebels ends. Mm. Ezra fine. You remember the um, what's that thing Luke fights at the end of uh, Fate of the Jedi? Abeloth? Abeloth, yeah. You remember the Clone Wars part of Abeloth? Mm-hmm. Well, they were the keepers of the world between worlds, which is basically you can go to any place at any time through portals. And Ezra finds it on... Oh, what what planet? I can't remember his planet that he lives on that they're always fighting on in Rebels. Scott Johnson, I would disagree on Ventress simply because power scaling wise, Ventress is Ventress is like lower than Maul. I would put her. Yeah, but still, Anakin and lower than Gre- Grievous. Like Ahsoka versus Vent. Like um, plot armor aside, just like power scaling wise, that's like in my eyes um, an even fight. Yeah. Yeah, also, Ventress has done dirty in TCW, too. Well, yeah. Everyone's done dirty in TCW. Well, even outside of TCW, um, Vent, like, at least, like, uh, Grievous has, like, um, well, they retcon this, of course, in, in TCW, but Original Legends, v, 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 uh, Grievous has a council member on his kill count. I don't think Ventress is anything close to that. Oh, yeah, he does. He does have a council member. No, Ventress, yeah, I don't know. Because I'm trying to think, Anakin fought her as a pe- when he was a Padawan, when they were at equal level. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, we're not saying, uh, Anakin's a little bit of an asterisk when you're talking about pe- uh, people beaten by Padawans, because Anakin. Anakin. <laughs> um, granted, Obi-Wan, if you uh, think about... Stealth and siege. Obi uh, Yoda's like Obi Wan has a very important destiny. I'm like, how does Yoda know that? That's not brought up anywhere ever anywhere because, else because Yoda, I guess. But we could add that not all stories with Ahsoka are bad. Ahsoka's parts in Stealth and Siege are the best things that she's done, aside from No Prisoners. And mainly No Prisoners, she just exists. To be a Jedi that's part of Yoda's order. Mm-hmm. He's just essentially thrown in the background for most of that book. And to and and to get like uh absolutely talked down to by Pelion. Yes, just so Karen Travis can throw that at Dave Filoni, but she forgot that Dave Filoni can't read. <laughs> did I just say that? I did. Um, but anyway, let's see. So she shows up in Rebels. I didn't mind that so much. What I did mind is she gets pulled. Okay. We're going to talk about. So my favorite character in Rebels is Kanan Jarrus. Because he acts like a normal human being and isn't a Dave Filoni character. Him and Hera could be separate characters in another story. In fact, in John Jackson Miller's A New Dawn, they're fine characters in that. I mean, they're basically like, um, oh, I forget, um, I forget the, uh, Twilight's name, but, um, um, oh shoot, Jax Pavan and, um, 
Um, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Um, yeah, Ezra is a is Ahsoka surrogate for having a kid in there, and Sabim is just annoying girl and in love interest for um, Ezra to have just immature dialogue together. They're for the kids, and they're very clearly for the kids, and they're both really annoying. And then we have the Chewbacca surrogate, which I think his name's like Zeb or something like that. I never remember his name. Who's he's literally the concept art for Chewbacca because Clone um, Rebels is so lazy they just reuse Ralph McQuarrie art for things. Chopper. That was yeah. a lot of um, that was a lot of early new canon because I remember um, a lot of the new ships um, in Force Awakens. I believe were also based off Ralph McQuarrie art um, concept yeah. art. Yeah, a lot of it is. It, they were just lazy. Like, new canon definition of lazy. Anyway, not only... She, she's brought back because um, Ezra realizes that he's useless unless he has his friends around because he's just terrible at everything. He's like Zane Carrick, but with no fun personality. He just sucks, only sometimes he's good at the Force, when the plot says so. So he pulls Ahsoka out from his du her duel with Vader, and um, uh, so they can wander around. They have a fight with Palpatine through a portal, which is stupid. And also, she, he's like, I can save Kanan. She's like, no, it doesn't work that way. And it's like, what are you talking about, Ahsoka? He just pulled you out now we can't save kanan who's more arguably more useful than you but basically all you did in rebels is stand around and do nothing and occasionally fight an inquisitor or fight vader that that's it so now she shows up in the mandalorian and i'm just like why why are you here i was shocked when she didn't sh well i mean she has her she has her idiotic cameo in Rise of Skywalker where she talks to Rey like every Jedi who's ever been in video media in Star Wars, except for there's no Kyle Katarn from Dark Forces 2. Why couldn't we get the Kyle Katarn voice? You might as well have at that point. No one would have got it, but no one remembers half of the characters that talk at the end of Rise of Skywalker to Rey. <sighs> I hate it. Dylan, I hate, she's just, she is there because Filoni's ego is in charge of storyline in Star Wars. My nightmare has come to fruition, Dylan. <laughs> Filoni has control over the storyline. And whoever tells me no, that's not the case, I'm going to yell at you. It, it, it's because of him, we have Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to be. And I don't, the, the actress playing Ahsoka, nothing wrong with her. I like her in just about everything she's done. It's <clears throat> that she's being crooked into this and has just become the most OP character ever. And this bothers me because it takes, and we're going to get into an EU pet peeve of mine, Dylan, right here, right now. Because mm -hmm. the EU does this too. When Yoda told Luke in Return of the Jedi that he was the last of the Jedi, th that wasn't true. Because authors are like, well, I need to have my Jedi running around doing things. We've got to have Kakrook running around. Uh, who else? Who else is running around in the EU? Starkiller. Starkiller met Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we could argue that Starkiller's dead. Well, the clone did. That well, no, the clone's probably dead. Force Unleashed three probably would have killed that. But he's does Yoda know he's alone? But does Yoda know he's dead? Oh, probably. And it's arguable that he would arguable that he could even be considered a Jedi. Okay, the clone wasn't trained like a Jedi. Anything the clone was trained like a Sith. He had some memories because of the cloning process, because they probably used uh, the Sparty cloning cylinder. So he's probably going insane. Because remember, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Thrawn trilogy logic here. 
for this clone discussion. Let's go to Zahn's uh, Thrawn trilogy. Joris Sabayoth's clone, Jeruah Sabayoth, does remember things that Joris Sabayoth remembers. But he's insane. And thinks he's that. So, it, it, I I think that Galen Malik's that's his name, right? Yeah. His name. The clone. The clone kind of realizes there's something wrong with him. And they make it clear in the game that he's not Galen Malik, the actual Galen Malik. He has some understanding that that's not correct. I know in the book he questions it, but it was like clear in the game that he's he's not this, no matter how much um, Rom Coda thinks he is. Dude got thrown out into space. He's dead. He got thrown out of space a second time after being electrocuted. He's freaking dead. Kuron that Yoda died one year. Yeah, that's. See, I don't mind the line, "The last of the Jedi you be, you, you'll be." If there's other Jedi around, as long as Yoda doesn't know that there are other Jedi around. But there's that, so that's been Jedi. my take on that issue. I, I, in the new canon, it's the same problem. I don't. I really don't like. Also, Jedi running around so close to a New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he another thing. Because everyone in both canons is like, wow, Luke, you're a Jedi? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Especially especially given, like, the Jedi running arounds that are, like, it's one thing for a Jedi to be running around in a backwater planet of the Outer Rim that, like, only the local townsfolk know of. But, like, mm-hmm. when they're involved with the Rebel Alliance and, like, changing galactic history, like, exactly yeah, what you exactly. said. Literally, Kanan and Ezra and New Cannon are running around on all these big planets with their lightsabers out fighting Inquisitors. And this is like a couple years before A New Hope. It doesn't make sense. Um, it was bad. I mean, trying to think of all the planets that Starkiller goes to in Force Unleashed. I think Narshaw is the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah, because Raxus Prime's a dump. It's literally the gar- the landfill of the galaxy. He goes to Kato Nemoidia, but that probably got, like, destroyed the after the war. Yeah. Um, he, 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 Felucia? Felucia's a weird jungle. Yeah, no one's gonna be... No one but the locals will know about Felucia. And Camino's I mean, an Imperial-controlled facility mm-hmm. that they can just cover that up. Yeah. Uh, the only things could be the rebel base that he goes on initially to fight Rom Coda the beginning. I don't I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like Ferris showing up in Rebel Ferris alone showing up in Rebel Force either. It's just the Jedi need to just be extinct. It it just takes away from Luke and Luke's uh, big accomplishment. But then again, you can also argue that Luke Vader's accomplishment is diminished because of dark empire. A lot of people say that because, you know, Vader's sacrifice was for nothing. Well, I still think it was for something. Me if too. Luke would have stayed dark side, then it's for nothing. But Luke, like Luke turned back. Luke redeemed himself. So he, He's he still got him in the end. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I think pretty... more to the point, it diminishes Luke's accomplishment in Legends specifically with there still being Jedi around. Um, because at least in Legends, he actually successfully rebuilt the Order. He pulled them through uh, essentially two mass, uh, mass extinction events in um, New Jedi Order and... Um, Legacy of the Force. Yeah. Well, not really. Legacy of the Force wasn't as bad as uh, no, the Jedi Order. Because it's, argue, you can argue also that the Jedi Council nearly ripped itself apart in uh, Fate of the Jedi. So Luke wasn't there. Yeah, well, they did and they did. It was there was one me- there basically there was like one rogue member of the council that no one liked, and that that rogue member elected someone to the council uh, that like they 
that like they liked, they would have another person on the council, and even that person like ended up siding with the rest of the council at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, fate of the Jedi! He got a twelve-year-old kid killed as well. Rip oh, Connie. Oh, I have, I have a timeline question for you. Yeah, how old is Ben Skywalker and Fate of the Jedi? I want to say he's late teens because um, he was um, he was born the same year as the fall of Coruscant during the uh, Galactic Civil War. Sorry, not the Galactic Civil War, the um, uh, New New uh, Vong War. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was trying to, I had this idea for a story, but it wouldn't work. Because Chance Calrissian's too young. Twenty six ABY, and um... Chance Calrissian's like twenty years younger than him. Fate of the Jedi starts at 43, so he would be 17. Okay. 17 to 18. He does really well in Fate of the Jedi. He also yeah. has Luke with him the whole time. Oh, much. yeah. That's like the safest place. Even Luke poisoned and like ill. <laughs> yeah, he's poisoned. <laughs> yeah, he's poisoned and ill and is like uh under stress for like having been like in a meditation for like over a week. The two of them get jumped by like 12 uh members of the lost tribe and they kill them all. <laughs> Dude, that is the same you were with that's what I like about Del Rey Star Wars right there. Like because Bantam they always tried to nerf Luke. But in, in Del Rey, the gloves come off at times. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because, like, even in Thrawn trilogy, they come up with some nonsense that Luke can't use the Force. The Islamari. Mm-hmm. Which is, le- to be fair, less nonsensical than um, Planet of Twilight. Well, Delray had their limits, too, but they, they did the limit better, where... In Bantam, it was like always some MacGuffin or like a thing that kept Luke from being powerful. In Delray, it was Luke that kept him from. It was Luke's restraint that kept him from being powerful. But then yeah. Delray would do things that would cause him to like take the gloves off. Like, okay, I can't hold back anymore. And and then you saw you saw like the little glimpses of how awesome Luke is. Yeah. Oh, my wife died. <laughs> I'm go- I guess I'm going to to kill Lumaya now. <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Lumaya look like a fool. Well, I'm gonna kill Lumaya without the extra lightsaber that I only have specifically to beat Lumaya with, that I've struggled with like three times now fighting her. Yes. But you know, the gloves are off now, so it's like easy mode. How many times does he fight Lumaya in Legacy of the Force? I only remember. I think um, it's two. Um, or sorry, I think it's three total. Well, I know he fights her in the Marvel comic because that's one of the iconic things from the Marvel comic is him fighting Lamaya. Yeah, because I know there's um, I know they fight early on, like briefly before he has like um, the second lightsaber to deal with the light, the light whip. And then, he's, then he tells Mara, I need to carry this around now because Lamaya's back. And then he fights. There's like a tag team. There's like a double battle with um he fights Lumaya at the same time that Alima Ra fights um, Leia. Yeah, because there's a really good official art of that. Yeah. And then I believe they fight a third time, but that's the time when he like completely mops the floor with her and is like no contest at all. Spoilers for uh, Legacy of the Force, by the way. We've talked about it on the podcast before. So so yeah, spoiler for a 15-year-old book series. If they haven't read it, they've they've probably seen that episode. That wasn't too long ago. That's the last time we had Matt Wilkins on here. We started this podcast to talk about Ahsoka, and we're just we just keep going on about how great Legends is. Well, there's nothing to talk about more. I brought I put up my case for yeah. it, uh, and I, I need to I need to have some therapy. I talk about things very good. So we always talk about good good Luke battles because the EU's full of them. What's the best one? Man, I forget. Um, I forget. Um, I forget the battle specifically, 
but um, it's in Alston's duology in um, in New Jedi Order, where um, they basically go back to occupied Coruscant, and um, it's not it's not a Ganner moment, like, but it's on par with that of like, there's just a whole bunch of Vong and Luke completely like single handedly wipes the floor with all of them. It's very short. Because to me, I, I, I love the two encounters that always come to mind with like an older Luke are I think it's in Legacy of the Force where he's trying to keep Ben from going to the dark side. Mm-hmm. While also fighting Jason. Well also Kytus. fighting Kytus. Yeah, that that that's a that's a good one. The other one, like we just said, that when they get jumped by the lost tribe, just the, the crap out of them. Rob uh, D, Luke versus Shimra was good, but I always felt that it was slightly undercut by uh, the twist at the end of New Jedi Order. I also, if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. I also am a partial to Luke versus Luke. <laughs> to me, it's interesting. I don't... Because I always interpreted Empire Strikes Back differently. Because I just wa- had seen Empire Strikes Back prior to rereading the mm-hmm. Thrawnology. And to me, the vision of Vader is what he would become if he gave in to hate. Mm-hmm. Just completed in Return of the Jedi when he cuts Vader's arm off. Which that's a that's an interesting thing. Don't let me forget that because I want to talk about that continuity thing. It's a little funky. Another funky thing. There's a few funky continuity things in Zahn's trilogy. Another one that a lot of people have on their list that I don't is the Luke and Crate versus Apoloff. I simply have have that off because I mean he did have help from Darth Crate there. Yeah. I don't know how I like that. Anyway, but Luke versus Luke is interesting because it's like it's a combination of Sabioth is a psychopath and it's like if I can't just control you then I'm going to clone you <laughs> and control that because it's not it's not a clone of its brain isn't Luke it's Sabioth mm-hmm. uh, and it it's like to show what he and Mara and Leia could be come if they let Sabioth win. It's weird. Um, it's like Zahn didn't understand what what um, Lucas meant by with the uh, vision on uh, Dagobah. Uh, but to be fair, he's trying to write a sequel trilogy on par with Lucas's films. So what's better than Luke fighting Vader? Luke fighting Luke. Cause we can't we can't have Luke fight Mara at the end. Because the the that could not be. We already have to have the shipping wars. Yes. Oh, Rob D. Luke versus Darth Starkiller. It was fun to play. It was stupid. Oh, the DLCs for Force Unleashed are idiotic. Uh, they're they're the definition of Force Unleashed, but more off the rails. And Force Unleashed is already ridiculous. It's funny. I was more a fan of Star Killer versus Leia in Force Unleashed too. That's a pseudo sequel to that, but not. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Um, what's a good Leia duel? I liked when she fought the hut. Yeah, that was just weird. It's more of like, really, is this where we're at now? Honestly, probably Leia versus Lima Rock because she does come out ahead of that in that one. But yeah, Leia never gets to really duel anyone. Well, she doesn't like become a Jedi and like an actual Jedi until Dark Nest. I thought she became a Jedi in New Jedi Order. No, she. Well, okay, so she finally decides to to go into Jedi training around the time of Dark, like mid Dark Nest, and by Fate of the Jedi, she's like a full, like fully trained knighted Jedi. But okay. because of that, there's like 
I guess a lot of her like prime years that like she's just not trained at any force thing. So yeah, I was gonna say she's got to be old. Elderon, be... thank you, um, Scott Johnson and Iron Inquisitor. Okay. Um, God, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like some of the best EU duels that we haven't ever talked about on here. Um, that we've never talked about because I was instantly going to say Cornhorn versus um, uh, Shade O'Shea. Oh, that's a good one. But we've talked about that on here before. Scott Johnson, Luke is the one that fights Cooler and actually beats Cooler despite the uh, MacGuffin handicap that Bantam decided to give him in that book. Which book is that? Um, I think that's New Rebellion. Okay, because Cooler's one of his fallen Jedi. Yeah, Keeler right. teams yeah, up with up uh, in... Brackets, and then he kills Keeler, not Brackets, because of course he does. Um, who's the one that's in New Rebellion that shows up in Young Jedi Knights? Oh. That runs the sh- the Shadow Academy. That's Brackets. Brac- that's Brackets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that literally that's borderline a continuity error. Well, Brackus showed up a lot in Bantam as like Luke's failed apprentice that comes back and like is then the dark side. But but he's not the only one because there's the one and I'm I'm replaying Jedi Outcast right now because I just mm-hmm. bought a switch. And that's another one of his failed students. That's the antagonist of that. That's not Brackish. It's a weird. Well, Brackus is the failed. He has a few failed students, but Brackus is the failed student that like keeps coming back. Like keeps coming up. He's almost the uh, like in the serialized cartoon, like the uh, he's like the Grievous of Bantam, actually, the TCW Grievous, which yeah. is a really, which is really an insult to Brackus, but I mean that's kind of what he does. Yeah, in uh, Bantam, he's finally killed though, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Dark Empire Luke versus Reborn Empire Pal- Emperor Palpatine. Um. Like the final one, it yeah. would be the. I'm thinking they're thinking the end of Dark Empire one when it's actually a duel. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Sora Bulk versus uh, Quinlan Voss. I actually liked. Um, even though like he was absolutely dead at that point, um, Sora Bulk versus um, uh, that uh, I'm forgetting Oberon Sissus. Oh yeah, in that same comic. Um, who was? Quinlan Voss, the other human that's one of um, Dooku's dark acolytes that looks like a Viking that Quinlan Voss fights. I'm trying to remember his name. They have a cool duel near the end of the Clone War. I don't know. Quinlan kills him, if I'm not mistaken. It was short, but um, uh, a shared Het versus Obi-Wan in Legacy. The legacy yeah, that's cool. that that's uh that's neat. Um I'm just trying I'm trying to remember trying to remember the positives of the legacy. You know what I just thought of? The uh the actual equivalent um to Ahsoka technically hmm. is Thrawn. But Thrawn's Thrawn's never nearly been killed over and over again. Well, yeah, but he's still like a th- he thinks everything. Yeah, Thrawn's Thrawn's a little frustrating, but he's but, still like the character that they just like keep bringing back to like for the the fans and like the the milkin of the monies. But they are. It's argue. I would argue that Thrawn's actually a character. Mm. Ahsoka's just obnoxious. Let's yeah. Angsty, obnoxious, has to be better than everyone. Do you remember when she had that thing for that that kid that was part of the separatist parliament? What the f- what was his name? Uh, Iron Inquisitor says score. Was that who you're t- you're thinking of? Mm. Uh, for uh, Juku's Dark Acolytes, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's not. 
Gar Saxon. No, that's... Malgus versus Venzala was pretty good. I liked all, but I liked um, the duels and all of the original um, tour animations. Uh, that's going to bother me all night. It really is. Someone's going to say, ooh, Revan versus Vitiate. It's going to be like, go away. Revan's a terrible character. Revan isn't a character. I'm going to just uh, put that out there. He's he's not. <laughs> uh, you know what? Character you want to play him as. I got, I got you. You know what the best battle of all time was? The uh, in all of the EU, ready for this? It's the uh, the time Vitiate fought Revan, Mitra, and Lord Scourge at the same time. That was a great fight. Real, it was it was like so like satisfying how it ended too. Um, I think I laughed. <laughs> Actually, no, I was like, Scourge is going to do something, and he does it, and it's so it's so shocking, <laughs> so brutal. It's like the end of uh, Summer of 84, if you any of you have seen that movie. That movie goes from being like, oh, it's the Goonies with the serial killer to, oh my god, this is actually a horror movie. I mean, like, you go into that, like, the thing is, like, when that situation is set up, you're like, there's no way they're winning. You, you, you know there's no way they're winning. <laughs> yeah... But you'd think there'd be an epic thing, and there's not. So I argue that that's one of the better parts of Revan. Is that <laughs> it's a waste of time? Best part of the Revan novel is the beginning bit with Candorus. Not really. I I don't like Candorus. Really? No. no. He's so over the top. I, I I've I, he he's I take him with me in Kotor because he can kill things quickly. Mm-hmm. But I don't like talking to him. Mm. He's like, I'm a Mandalorian, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, God. He's Karen Travis's ego. <laughs> the character. <laughs> this is why Karen Travis writes books. But anyway, if you haven't read it yet and you played the KOTOR games, uh, The Old Republic Revan must read. Definitely do it. You won't regret it. It's, yeah, uh, it's not a fatal alliance. I can follow yeah. what's going on. It's not the same thing over and over again from each character's perspective. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I would actually call it the second best tour book of the tour novels. No, it's not. It's Revan. Revan. Yeah. Revan's the third. Uh, no, I, I didn't like annihilation. Annihilation is my favorite. It feels like a Star Wars book. Out of all of them, it feels the most Star Wars out of all of them. It's a doomsday device. We got a spy running around in his underwear, which I thought was hilarious. Maybe that's why I don't like it, because it's like... I'm running around in underwear. Oh no, another super weapon that like the main guy's got to kill all on its own. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. If you're reading them in chronological order, to me, it's just like, oh... This is a Star Wars book if you're reading the novels because you, you read Into the Void, which is the furthest thing from a Star Wars book, which is kind of why I like it because it's different. You got and, Revan, which is bland. No, then it's Lost Tribe of the Sith. I read Lost Tribe of the Sith. Technically, before. I read all of them before Fate of the Jedi, though. And then if you're doing it, so if you're actually doing it in chronological order, right, you can skip that, sure. But then you have Revan. Then you have Red Harvest, and then you have yeah, the Red other Harvest three core books. Red Harvest is a piece of trash. Deceived is really good, but it's very revengey. It's not super, super Star Wars. It's neat. Then you have Fatal Alliance, which is like taking Ambium and not sleeping. <laughs> uh, then you have Annihilation. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, this is a this is a story called Star Wars. And then that leads you right into Darth Bane, which is just the crim of the crop as far as like Old Republic. Nope, Republic. nope, it doesn't. You have Knight Errant between that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you know why I didn't say that? Because I don't own Knight Errant anymore. I have not replaced that. I don't um, know how I've not done that. 
I see that book everywhere. Maybe I just think I own it, but I don't. I can see all of my old Republic stuff is right over my head right there. Mm-hmm. That's all of it. Uh, I'm missing. Yeah, mine's over there. That's why I keep, if you ever wonder why I always look off here, um, middle mid podcast is I'm looking at my bookshelf to reference it. I had a feeling it was that. You know, what's right next to my, uh, this cup is all those terrible felony tie-ins. Hey, not two all. are two are somewhat decent because they were actually written by a semi-competent author. You mean an ego that pretends to be an author, right? But as opposed to an idiot that pretends to be an author, right? But <laughs> you see, at least the ego, right, is competent forty percent of the time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I. So you weren't on the uh, stream we did the other day on Geeks Addicts channel where we did judge a book by its cover when Quality was talking about how he's suffering through 501st mm-hmm. and talking about the soap opera that is the every every girl's got a Mando or a clone. Um, which I didn't realize that's that's so much of the book. Why does she sometimes have a story? Good. <laughs> and it's trapped with all of this BS about clones and Jedi getting it on and having babies out of wedlock. And Cal Scarada being like, I- I'm taking care of everything, and he's terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Cal Scarada is the most frustrating character in all of Star Wars. Because he's literally. I'm literally going to adopt these 10 million clones of this one dude, but like not uh, not get re-get in touch with my actual biological children. That's not even the most frustrating part. It's just he's dumb. He's so dumb. Maybe that's why Django recruited him, because he could be controlled because he's so stupid. Like his whole his whole thing in Order 66 of we're going to get everyone together at Coruscant and then we're going to bug out. Like, and granted, you read that book with the hindsight of knowing what's going to happen, but it's still like, you're such an idiot. Just send everyone to the secret. Like, who cares about getting them all together? Just send them out. You're wasting time. You're literally going to get people killed. Yeah, don't oh, do look it. look what happened. Yeah, he does. He gets people killed because he's an idiot. He's, if Etain wasn't in it, he'd be the worst character. But Detain's in there, and she's the epitome of trash. Mm-hmm. Although the other Jedi's pretty bad, too, apparently. Um, I didn't hate um, Jessic nearly as much. I thought he was fine in Triple Zero, but he's a goofball. He's a goon. He's yeah. a goon in Triple Zero. It's just like, he's not a big character in that. Why is it that the best character in the, characters in those books are the clones? Because Karen Travis was making a point. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's like the clothes of the slaves to be more public. Small time. I seem to remember reading about Scrita's bad ankle a lot. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the, the dude's all mangled and dumb. Maybe he got hit in the he head. Got, he got time. that fixed, I remember. Eventually. Scrita's gears of war novels are much better. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I also hear her Halo novels are um, decent as well. I don't. I don't get Karen Travis. I love the Geonosian video though. Oh yeah, quality. I love killing Geonosians. Yeah. <laughs> God. Because when you read those books, like, um, like there's a there's a plot line of I think it's a Sev on like Delta Squad. He like. He wants to kill one Geonosian for every clone lost at on, G- on the Battle of Geonosis. Ever since I've seen that, I've now just my headcanon is now that like, oh no, that's not a Seb thing. That's just a Karen Travis thing. Karen Travis just like is like a uh, um shoot, what's the word for it? Um Ignore me, I'm dumb. Okay, that's fine. Projecting, there we go. I just said, let's just end the podcast. All right, cool. You know, you should have ended the podcast while it was mid-thought, so no one would know what I was talking about. No one still knew what you were talking about. 
Maybe it's just because I've just started ignoring you being confused. <laughs> Remember, this is supposed to be a short podcast. We're almost 15 minutes in. It's still short relative to some of the episodes we've done. Remember, we did a three-hour podcast once. Oh, that's right. On Solo. And had an argument with a, with a rando that I grabbed off of Twitter. Good times. And then one of my friends showed up and just sat down and joined us. And it went another hour. <laughs> Those were the days. Um, I'll try to get these <laughs> on Spotify. I haven't gotten the last one on. I haven't edited it yet. Don't worry. I'm, I'm sure quality make like a highlight video. They're just like clipping quality us and doing different things. Video of the last podcast. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, okay. Turd. Just clip us out of context saying things like he always does. Yeah, he did a lot. He had an obsession with your face. I don't know what that was going. What he was on about <laughs> that. And it talks about me pulling something out. And the screen goes by. <laughs> Uh, which I literally had to pause it because I started crying with laughter. Because <laughs> uh, Amelia's like, oh, wow. And I don't know where he got that from. I don't think that's from the same stream. I think he just, he went to one of the various ones we've had Amelia on <laughs> and pulled that. Because <laughs> I genuinely don't remember her saying, oh, wow, to anything on that stream. Can you imagine being like a subscriber of like qualities uh, and just not even knowing who he and just seeing his like his archive of videos are either like reviews in German or shit posts of, of streams. Thanks for giving us an explicit tag, Dylan. <laughs> There's no better word for that. Yeah, he, he he's a goon, but we're supposed to be doing a James Bond podcast. So if you guys have any James Bond podcast name ideas, just throw them in the comments of this video. Because I don't know what to call it. So anyway, do you have any closing thoughts? No. Did you buy the Tales of the Jedi Volume 1 Epic Collection? No, because it's Dawn of the Jedi, not Tales of the Jedi. Dylan, they're Tales and they're Jedi. No, they're Jedi. They're not Jedi yet. They're the same. The Vong don't know the difference. I'll wait for the actual Tales of the Jedi to come out. Thank you. I need them because someone... Did I tell you what ha the tragedy of my, uh, my Tales of the Jedi Omnibus Volume 2, Dylan? Some turd ripped a bunch of the pages out of uh, Redemption. So half the climax is gone. So they need to hurry up and get all those out there. So anyway, that's all I have for today. Hope you all had a good time watching. And we'll see you again with another episode in two years. <laughs>